guys, it's me, Maxi Rainbow. And I'm Renata from the eSpot. And welcome back to episode 17 of the Joint Slay podcast. Woohoo! In today's episode, yes, in today's episode, we have some, like, an insane amount of things going on. This was a stacked week of Eurovision stuff, even with us, like, just putting out that last episode, it's like, there's already been more news. And that was like two days ago. Yeah, I was so, like, I couldn't believe we but, had to record again. Like we had literally just did two hours of recording, but oh my God, I at this know. rate, we like need to do two episodes a week. It's crazy. I know already this episode felt like, oh, maybe we need to split this up, but we have an artist announcement. We have artists announced for other national selections. We have two national selections where we have some songs that we get to react to. We also have the stage concept and everything like that put out there. So we've got Benidorm Fest. We've got Vidbeer. We've got some news about Luxembourg. We also have uh, Croatia and, oh my gosh, and Lithuania. So it's like so much stuff but it's a very fun exciting episode i i feel like i don't know i had a lot of fun making these notes because there's so much to talk about but before we get into the episode of course we want to give a shout out to our patrons these are people who went over to patreon.com slash joint slay podcast and subscribed over there where you get early access to the full-length episodes of every single podcast, full-length video episodes of every single podcast, ad-free, as well as some Patreon exclusives. We just, this uh, week, we posted our reaction, us reacting to Aga Eurovision movie, which was really, really fun. So definitely head over there if you want to support the podcast and subscribe. And if you'd like a shout-out, like these people coming up right now so shout out to meredith daniel obili alistair russell shoegazer daniel kathleen suniva norbert jackson and any so shout out to everyone we love you shout out to everyone who's been listening on spotify apple music and watching over here on youtube and yeah and if you love the podcast make sure to like comment subscribe and if you're listening on any of the podcast things make sure to rate as well and without further ado let's get into the episode so first a little bit of news that actually just came out as of us filming this is the stage announcement so this is very exciting to me i feel like actually we just i don't know these types of announcements like the logo the slogan usually they spread them out a little bit we just got the logo and now we're getting the stage concept which is very very exciting would have been great to see this before tickets went on sale because actually i think it it does kind of affect what you know people might have been interested in getting what kind of tickets and stuff mm -hmm. like that so we're going to be putting up images on the screen of the photos that they put out but if you're just listening, we can describe it for you guys. So uh, this is from, from their official press release. The stage rests in the middle of the audience and is shaped like a cross, creating a unique 360-degree experience that the audience and viewers will get to experience in May. The design includes movable LED 
cubes along with LED floors. So it looks like the cubes are like suspended from the ceiling because I saw some visuals of the cube actually being like on the stage and then they're also like up in the sky. So I don't know if this is inspired by Laureen. I'm also kind of like excited to see what they'll do with her interval uh, utilizing these because surely that's a big reason why they included these. I don't know. Okay, when I saw these, I'm not going to lie. I don't love it. And I know that people were going crazy on Twitter. And also, to be fair, I do feel like in the end, like most of the time, the stages are good. Like these are professionals. They know what they're doing. It does look cool or whatever. But something about when I'm looking at this, it's like completely surrounded by the audience, like almost 360 other than the piece that just the little like runway piece that goes into the wall presumably I'm assuming that's where the artists are coming coming from that's a big question mark though to be honest but I'm it might open up I've seen that before um who knows uh but I'm my mind immediately goes to like the possibilities of staging and I do feel like this almost feels like in most stages, we have one that's like all the way up in the back and like a stage that's up, up against the wall so people can do stuff with the LED behind them. But then there's usually like a little runway or something that goes out. And so you can be kind of surrounded by the audience, be closer to them. This almost feels like it's just the runway. So you really only have that option to, to be surrounded by the audience. And I almost feel like no matter where the artist is, unless they're literally pressed up against that wall, they're gonna have audience members be visible, which I think is a unique choice. I don't really remember ever seeing this in Eurovision, to be honest. And it's still interesting because for me, like I think of Laureen and her kind of iconic style of staging, which is almost no audience cuts. Like you cannot see the audience. It's almost like a music video in a stage concept. And I feel like it actually be kind of difficult to execute that with a, a stage like this, because no matter what, you're gonna have them behind you, like from almost mm -hmm. any angle. Um, I don't know. I just think it, it doesn't, based on these images, I don't get the vibe that it's as versatile of a, as a, of a stage. Like you couldn't execute any kind of concept on the stage. It, it kind of is one specific thing. Um, but what were your thoughts when you saw it? Well, um, I mean, I think as a concept, it's really cool. Like the big boxes mm -hmm. and, you know, movable and they go up into the ceiling and down and it looks like there's some kind of like laser lights all around the mm -hmm. top. So it's kind of like creating an entire plane of lights to like bring the ceiling down almost. Um, mm -hmm. So I think the stuff with the lights especially is very cool. Um, I, I wondered about like what you said regarding that, like backing LED. So I, I was, um, just assuming that like, you could still use that, that, that actually is also a stage section that you could use. So like, if there mm -hmm. were people who had like large props, like those large mm -hmm. props would go onto that back section. Yeah. Because if you had something like thinking about brunette who had that kind of uh -huh. platform that was up. If you put that platform in the middle of that cross thing, in the back, yeah. all anyone's gonna see is the back of That's true, the yeah. And there's probably some other ones that would like, Riley's stage would have been like that, where people just would have looked at the yeah. back of it. 
Uh, uh -huh. So I, I think that there's you, they probably will incorporate that backing part, but they just only showed us the images of people in the cross. However, with that backing section, if you do use like the conventional stage, let's say, the crowd is going to be not only really far away, like they basically took out a big section of standing tickets by having those that part of the cross. Um, if it's not low enough, people are going to be looking into the cross. They're going to be looking into the That's piece true, of state. yeah. Whereas if it was just a runway, they would be looking to the sides of it. Like they'd look uh -huh. across it as opposed to like into it. That's true, yeah, because there's so many angles to it. And especially if you're like in in those like corners, like the closer you are to the stage, actually, the more obstructed your view looks like it probably would be. You'd have to be like kind of further back to be able to see uh, most angles of the stage. It's it, it. I mean, I think it'll create a cool visual with with all the audience around, but also like, you know, what my my first thought was, too, is like with the worries of like protests and stuff like that having like the audience be all so visible like almost impossible to hide the audience like i don't know it seems like kind of a a weird also, decision as well a lot of places to invade as opposed to just one side of the stage yeah. or like three with the runway you have now like 10 different ways yeah. that you could jump up on the stage to do something so yeah you're right security wise it's kind of a weird choice um I but do the pictures give off the vibe that there's there's like a stage in the back because I feel like there's really not other than the runway like it doesn't look like it's like like a T that goes into a cross it looks like it just goes straight in and the audience is like all the way up against that LED wall do you know what actually you're right well and another thing too is it is just like a rendering and there was something that I noticed actually about the rendering is on the one where it's the cross Although, to be honest, my initial thought was, why is this an X Factor stage? Um, That's true. So the first picture, it has like the cross and then directly above it shows five of these movable cubes. So like one in the center and then one on each end to kind of like make an exact um, mirror image in the in the sky. But then the other ones all have six of those squares. So I'm like, is there, oh, are there other, interesting. are there other squares that like how many squares are actually going to be there? And even in, I guess it's not in any of, so in, in one of our pictures, you can see that there's these other panels that have like nine little uh, spotlights in them, which I believe that those <laughs> big movable square ones also have. So I'm actually wondering <laughs> like, are they actually going to have like 20 or 30 of those giant hanging light cubes above and mm. so actually it's you know yeah. a, like a huge amount of light cubes I don't like the idea of like gigantic heavy lighting equipment hanging above a crowd like that um, yeah I prefer to not have that type of stuff hanging above me looming above you <laughs> um, I mean conceptually I think it's amazing like the pictures look very cool um, I don't know if practically it's that amazing. Also, even beyond like you know the safety concerns, it's a bit dramatic to say like, what if one of them fell on the audience? I, more realistic is what if one of them malfunctions? Yeah. Like I saw yeah. someone had tweeted something about how like, 
oh, this is going to be one of the most technically advanced stages. And it's like, well, that's kind of what they said about Italy and what happened. Yeah, there. and it was. And unfortunately, they couldn't. In the end, it was too advanced for them to pull off. In, you're right. In the end, they couldn't yeah. pull it off. So, I mean, I think it's exciting. It is just a rendering. I've noticed other people bringing up um, that there appears to be no green room. And that was something yeah. that came up when the tickets went on sale. People were like, well, where does the green room go? Because mm. normally that's on the plan and there was no area marked out for green room, if I recall. So yeah. it's looking like we might have a green room elsewhere. And I wonder if yeah. that is a, a security concern that they decided to mm. put the artist in another room. Maybe. But that's so disappointing because one of the funnest things about going to a live Eurovision is getting to watch the artists while they're sitting in the green room, seeing their reaction to things like results and and stuff like that. Like, that's one of the fun things about going to a live Eurovision is like those behind the scenes things, because you don't get to see the artists most of the time sitting in that green room unless they receive some points. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of sad to like, I don't know think like you won't get that opportunity to see them um and also I don't know I always feel like it's kind of awkward that if they're like in a a room off to the side like what if they're just watching it on a tv just like everybody at home like I don't know right weird. and I think about 2022 and how iconic it was to have like the artists dancing and like all the videos yeah. that came out from the green room of people doing conga lives together and mm -hmm. like you know, it's just that kind of a, a thing you lose. I guess it does allow you to have more viewers in the audience because you're not taking all that yeah. space to build out the set. But um, I mean, when I think about like my experience at Eurovision this year, I sat uh, directly behind or kind of off to the side of the green rooms for one of the shows. And I would not have preferred to have a bunch of people standing there in the pit. Like, yeah, it was yeah. very cool to have the green room there. Like, it is, it is nice. Um, although and, one thing, and also, oh yeah, so I was just gonna say, I I just think it is really cool that they do have that kind of in the round atmosphere because Estee Lau did that last year for maybe it was a semifinal and it was very cool to see the, a contest in the round like that. So I what do you mean in the round where the crowd is basically all the way around the stage. Oh, okay. But okay. it does have the complications where you have people like looking at the back of the performer instead yeah. and, of the front. And of course there's always like issues of flags and flag size and blocking cameras and stuff like that. And, and, Listen, as as uh, strict as they claim to be on things like flags, they don't regulate that at all, um, at least in the past. Like, I all you do is hide it. I don't think they're going to let you bring anything into this event. Personally, really? I'm calling that. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't think you're going to be able to bring anything mm. in. I think that they're probably going to have a really strict bag policy if they do let you bring it in. And it's probably going to be a clear bag policy if they if yeah. they let you. And I think there'll be no flag. I because like you like you said, you know, with protests and stuff. Yeah. I think they're going to do everything to keep any kind of protest happening. Well, that's when I sew a flag onto my outfit. Um. Well, <laughs> yes. Jk though. Um. But yeah, I mean, 
it's fine. I just, I don't love it. I just think uh, artistically, I, I guess my biggest concern is how artists are going to stage, because I do worry about these making a lot of the performances all look pretty similar. Mm. I just don't feel like it's moldable to different concepts, but who knows? I also, I always, I never feel like stages actually in the end really, I always love them. I always love them. Unless they don't work. Unless they, yeah, I guess when it comes to staging, my like general belief about stages is you shouldn't, the stage, you shouldn't really be aware of the stage. It should mm. support what you see performed on the stage, but your call outs shouldn't be like, I'm looking at a giant box that's coming up and down from the ceiling. Yeah. That was the way that I felt about the, um, the sun stage as well, is it was that I just didn't like things drawing my attention away from the performer. Yeah. Because the performers aren't making that choice. They can only hide so much of the stage if they don't like it. And I guess with these boxes, technically you could lift them all the way up, but like with the thing in the round, I think it, it seems like it's one of those things that adds more options, but also reduces your options at the same time. Yeah, there's new options, but I don't know. But I mean, I think it'll be fun. I, I do think the stages, I don't know, part of me did see this and I thought, ooh, it would be kind of fun to be in the audience now, you know? And that's how I felt like, oh, it actually would have been nice for them to like, to know what the stage was going to look like a little bit before tickets went on sale, just because I do feel like this makes the standing tickets look pretty tempting. It just looks pretty fun. I don't know, though. Actually, I say that, but that looks like a lot of people. That looks stressful. Actually. Yeah, well, and I personally, I would never get standing tickets because I can't stand for that long. And yeah. I don't think that it's healthy to have anybody stand no. for that long, actually. And I know that the crowd looks better on TV, but maybe for an hour long show, not a four hour long show. Um, yeah, but they are shortening it. So. Yeah, you can only shorten it so much though, really, because like the performances of every song is three minutes. Like there's, yeah. there's a little bit of, you know, fat to cut off, but it's. Yeah, it's they did say they were cutting it like an hour or something though. Which I mean, just, I don't know how they're going to do that. But I don't know. But, you know, it's cute. It's cute. I'm excited yeah, it's, still. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, I don't know. I feel like there's not any stages in recent years that I hate. I feel like the last one I really didn't like was I really didn't like Denmark when it was in Denmark. That 2014. Oh, that square thing. cube thing. I hated that thing. That was just weird. Other than that, though, it's been good. It's been good. In recent years, I feel like they've been slaying, even when there weren't LEDs and stuff. So, yeah, one of my favorite ones was um, I, I think it would have been 2017. Mm. Is that the one with Rhythm Inside? Is that the year that Rhythm Inside was that? Rhythm. No, that was 2015. Was that 2015? Oh my God. Yeah. So, whatever 2015 was, what was that? Was that Austria? Yes, yeah. It had kind of like those like tube 
things that like, yeah. like yeah I liked that one I liked that one because like I said it didn't it only added like it didn't it didn't distract you from anything like you just had I, I personally I'm I like LEDs I like it when you just when the stage when the floor is a nice big crisp clean LED and the background yes. is a nice crisp LED and there's yeah. no like the panels in Liverpool that moved like I didn't think that was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been better if it was just flat. And I realize that's not like as like creative or crazy, but mm. I feel like it just looks really good. And yeah, it you know it's like. I don't know, less moving parts, more chances for the artists to just, you know, bring their concept, less distraction. I agree. I agree. Um, and that's why I thought I always thought Portugal was one of my favorites because they didn't even have the LED, I believe. And but there was some of the best staging that year because because of that, because people brought really cool props and things that they could interact with. And then they had that really cute bridge that was like, instead of just a regular runway, they had a bridge, which created some really beautiful moments. So, but you know, this is cute too. I'm trying to even remember what that stage was now. Cause people always talk about the year that had no LEDs. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was interesting. It was cool, really cool lights, like. And but that's why I didn't remember it because there's nothing that's like distracting about it. It's mm-hmm. not like oh, mm-hmm. the, all the big cubes that fell from the sky. Like it just is just like an elegant with lots of beautiful lights. Like that is good. I like yeah. I I like I like simplicity. I think with stages, basically. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like it should just be a nice backdrop and be moldable for every artist to like whatever vision they have to be able to execute um, instead of having to build it around the options that they're given basically from build it around Laureen staging from last year it's because that's kind of what it looks like yeah panini yeah well let's hope nobody gets pressed um yeah (laughs) but uh, i'm i was trying to think of a segue into the united (laughs) kingdom but i can't um so uh speaking of uh pressed someone that nobody seems to be pressed about being chosen as an artist is ollie alexander uh for the united kingdom so this was announced literally like the day that we were recording the last episode and we chose to keep it in this one but bitch i okay so he was rumored for a little bit but he was kind of one of those people that's like such a big star that you see that rumor and you go oh that's not real you know like there's no like like that's just like that's just a you know joke that's people hoping hoping for something that will never happen like rena yeah exactly but when i saw this being posted on the official Eurovision page, bitch, I was shocked. I mean, it really shouldn't be that shocking because he's a huge uh, Eurovision fan, but it just, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So Ollie Alexander, he is uh, originally like, he was part of this group years and years, and it's kind of confusing. Basically the band is mostly disbanded he's the only member left of the band but they still are kind of like under the years and years umbrella but this is kind of in his in his like press release and his little interviews that he's been doing afterwards he's been kind of saying that this is the step to move on to like his official solo career 
And and I love based on his interviews how he's so clearly I mean, we know he's a fan, but he he really values the experience of Eurovision and and he's just excited about the opportunities that he can gain from this. And it doesn't feel like a big artist that feels too too famous to go and do this this sort of thing. So it was announced during BBC, the finale of the BBC's Strictly Come Dancing, which is, I mean, really exciting. It's a huge show. And he also confirmed that it's going to be a collab with the producer, Danny L. I never know. Is it Harley? I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm, I was gagged when I saw him being the producer also, because I'm very, very familiar with his work. I love him. He, I've been listening to his shit for, for since I was like 15 years old, because he is one of the OG kind of founding father producers of PC music, which actually, unfortunately was just kind of announced that this year would be their last year. They were kind of like calling it quits, but they're basically the people who originated hyperpop. Like, they are the people who popularized it. They are the producers that really produced the big songs that really, like, pushed that genre forward. And he is one of those people. Him, A.G. Cook, and uh, Sophie are, like, the people who really, I feel like, can be accredited to that genre and their popularity. But he is a huge producer. He just produced, he, he's um, just did Dua Lipa's song, Houdini, like her lead single of her new new era. He's done a lot of stuff for Charlie XCX. He's done like so much shit. He's an amazing, amazing producer. Uh, in regards to Ollie Alexander and years and years, their genres uh, kind of described as electropop mixing R&B and 1990s house music and um they're uh, they're acclaimed as well they have so many awards literally like you just go to their wiki and it's just like so much stuff nominated for everything won a bunch of shit number all their albums go number one in the UK like these they're they're huge okay this is a massive deal and I feel like what's really exciting about this is that not like in the UK's past where they announced, uh, you know, oh, we've got Katrina in the waves. Oh, of course, she did well, but we've got Blue. We've got, you know, all these other random people that Engelbert Humpernick or whatever. <laughs> we got all these these really famous people from the past. No, no, no. He's right now. He's current. Mm -hmm. He's getting number ones right now. They this is not like he, he's he's seasoned in a way. Like they've been around for a good while to like have the confidence in their success and stuff like that. But like they're current. They are right now. And and I'm just I'm so I'm so excited uh about this announcement. It just feels like wow, like the UK really is in their renaissance to me. Yeah. Well, yes. So regarding the announcements in general, um, <laughs> I I am so frustrated about every time there's an announcement that I have to double triple check the account that something is coming from to make sure that it's not fake a, a fake announcement and I really wish that like and I know that it's like the fault of like Twitter for like allowing fake accounts to like proliferate the way that they have um but I also just wish that people would stop posting fake announcements unless it's something that's clearly a joke like 
someone made one mm. of the announcement videos saying that the honest vocal coach had been chosen. And and like, okay. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I know that that's, but, but sometimes there's other things where it's like plausible fake It's like news. their wish list. It's like a wish list. And so like with the uh, renderings that came out of the stage, I was like, is this just an AI? Because yeah. you could very easily make something like that with like a complicated AI prompt. So I, I'm I'm frustrated about that whole aspect of like double triple checking for fake news. Um, but okay, so why don't they have a gold check? They used to, and it's gone now. I don't know. Yeah, Troy Sivan still has his, so I don't see why the Eurovision why Eurovision can't. But anyways, uh, I don't know. But so I did not know who Ollie Alexander was. In fact, when I first saw the announcement, I was confusing him with Ollie London, the transphobic guy that has all the crazy plastic surgery. Oh, God. Uh-huh. I was like, really? They would choose that guy? That freak <laughs> guy? Uh, and that's funny because we just talked about Frenchie in the last episode, and she's friends yeah. with him. They were like on Dr. Phil oh, together. Uh, yeah, Lord. they're friends. I mean, can't you see it though? Frenchie and Ollie London being friends. Yeah, I mean, he did used to be the the bar the living Ken or whatever, so it makes sense. She's kind of Barbie. Yeah, she's kind of Barbie. Um, so uh, once I realized it wasn't Ollie London, um, and I was like, okay, well, everyone seems pretty positive about this. Nobody has been like digging in his past to find pictures of him holding Russian flags. So that's good. And um, finally, what we have one person. Um, I watched a live performance of his song, Sanctify. Um, I thought it was okay. Like it was fine. Like I could see that he's like an interesting performer. He's clearly like not afraid to try things the performance was like him and then like four scantily clad dancers male dancers around him it was all he's very gay. it was gay as hell this it was so gay um so i i understand why he's like a euro fan a known euro fan um so i mean i think that's good i think it's good to have people in the contest who like love the contest like Sam Ryder loved the contest, mm-hmm. Mae Muller loved the contest, and they like they were putting a lot into it. So I mean, his enthusiasm plus the enthusiasm of the fans, I think that's all like really promising. So like I'm really I'm happy about this, and it might not end up being, it might not end up being like a song for me. I don't know yet, mm-hmm. um, but. I mean, a lot of gay guys are going to be really happy with it, no, no matter what, because there's definitely going to be hot people on the stage, like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I love what he stands for about, like, talk. I've seen in his interviews just talking about how there's there's really not that many. I mean, even now, there's really not that many, like, gay male pop stars. There's still really just a handful. We've got Sam Smith. I mean, Troy Sivan just got his kind of big come up this year. Um, and like, there's, there's still really not that many and people who are, and like maybe Lil Nas, not pop star, but you know what I mean? Um, and like male 
big male artists that use male pronouns and like aren't don't shy away from that aspect and like i love that that's something that he does with his music i do have beef with him like speaking of gay i do have beef with him um from when i was you know I don't know. I was in high school and I really hated this man. And here's why. Because he was he got into a relationship with my biggest celebrity crush. And that was Neil Amon Smith, who was the violinist in Clean Bandit <gasps> at the time. And he is still I mean, he's just still one of the hottest guys ever. Like, if you want to know my type, it's like Neil Amon Smith, Avenjogia. Those are like those are my men. OK, and so I always hated him because I thought, oh, my God, you stole my man. They're not in a relationship anymore. That ended a while ago. Um, but, you know, I still have beef. But the benefit is I don't think I look so insanely different to Ollie Alexander, which means I could be Neil's type. Honestly, I just Googled this man. Wow. He's hot, right? Wow. He is a hunk and a half. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like Clean Bandit. And he's a great violinist. Yeah. I feel like Clean Bandit went downhill once he left the group. Because he left after, I believe, their first album. And they kind of went more, like, mainstreamy. But he really, like, I feel like pulled in the experimental aspect of it. But anyways, I still love Clean Bandit. I just felt like that first album of theirs was, like, a masterpiece. Um. But I'm insanely excited about this. I, like you said, I don't know if this is going to be like my winner because his. I did listen to like a lot of his discography. It's really good pop radio, radio pop music to me. Um, and it's fun and it's dancey. And I could I really see it doing really well in Eurovision if he delivers an amazing live performance, because like this is radio friendly. This is something like a lot of people are going to really, really love. Um but I don't know. I don't know what he's going to bring, because also with him saying this is, you know, his big solo kind of like move towards that. I don't know if he's going to go in like a different direction with the sound, if he's going to stick with that sound that they were doing with years and years. I mean, he's been solo for a while, but, you know, I don't know if this is kind of him trying to announce to the world a new direction or what. Like, I don't know what 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 he's doing. So but I'm very, very excited. I think this is wild. This is like. Oh, when they announced this, I'm like, oh, maybe I got to get tickets and start going. Because if I got to meet him, I would say, can you give me Neil's number? Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. So, yes. And then we did. This is kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's old news or what. But Vidbeer 2024's wild card contest the songs were released for that so if you if you don't know um there was 10 songs that made it through there were auditions they made it through we we haven't heard those yet but the the remaining people from the shortlist are now in like a, a kind of fan voting you know this is the televote that gets to vote for these people as like the wild card song so one of these songs is going to go through to compete in vidbeer and one just one fuck really i know oh wait, i know I and, like, wait a second wait a second no <laughs> no oh my god those other songs must 
be damn good then because I was listening to these right. and I'm like, this is like, this would be a solid ass semifinal. Like there was a lot of songs in here I'd like. Uh, oh. yeah. I know this, if these were the songs, there's actually some really good options yeah. to go to Eurovision, but these are just the wild card ones. These are the oh. ones that didn't make it. Oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some really, really good songs in here. Um, the fan favorite from Anka, uh, Palala. This is what, this is fan service. This is what yeah, people yeah. love. Ukrainian cultural bop, flute, instrumental breakdown, Ukrainian language. It's a bop. My thing is, it sounds like a lot of stuff that we've heard before in Vidbeer and you know, I love it every single time. I always love it. It always gets saved to my playlist. Um, part of me feels like they don't love this kind of stuff, like in terms of like voting. Like most of the time it doesn't win. The only time we really got it was with Go A. Um, but other than that, you know, they do well, but they're never picked. I feel like Ukraine usually picks something different, but this is really, really good. Well, and Kalush too was kind of the same sort of like fusion. Yeah. Modern That's folk true. fusion. Yeah. Uh, it's a sleigh. Um, I do agree with you, though, that it does sound like a lot of other stuff that we've heard from them. But I think that's just because it's kind of part of that identity of like mm -hmm. Ukrainian pop music right now, where they are bringing in a lot of traditional influence, which also makes sense considering everything that they're going through right now to kind of have that call back to a lot of traditional elements. Um, but I, I, I also agree with you that it doesn't seem like the producers and also maybe ukrainians necessarily like love that like i think it seems like especially with, like, like the choice last year um mm. that like Torchy, that really represents like truly like the modern direction of ukrainian music where mm. like it is just sort of something that's like like a fully new creation without those calls back to like you know tradition um but I loved it. I really loved mm. it. Um, and I'm like, oh, I, oh. Now I'm even like looking at this and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh my God. Like on one hand, it's like, we're gonna lose a lot of great songs. On the other hand, it's like, well, the chances of them choosing one of the really great ones is actually pretty good. So. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, Carpet Man song was pretty cool. It was vibey. It was chill. It's not really for Eurovision. I don't really see this one passing through. But it was cute. Nice. I mean, like, honestly, all these are good for the most part. Um, Karotype, I don't know why. I felt like it reminded me of Neon Trees. Like, that song, Everybody Talks. But just the style. Like, it wasn't, like, reminiscent of that. But it gave me that vibe. Um, I uh, I hated this song. I had to skip it. I... I despise ukulele, and I'm sure mm. there's probably some ukulele lovers in there. My sister, who plays ukulele, uh, probably would rip my head off. But uh, and it's nothing against ukulele itself or like the cultural context of ukulele in like the Polynesian Islands, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like the incorporation of ukulele into pop songs is so goddamn tired and just yeah. like. It, uh, my eyes rolled as soon as I could hear the ukulele and I like I gave it a shot but this one was oh this one was such a pass for me yeah um with Krilata her song Queen I said it sounds like a 
Melfest song, a bop, but it reminds me of something Laurel Barker. Is it Baker or Barker? Laurel Barker. Barker. Laurel Barker. It sounds like something she she would um write personally. And I. <laughs> yeah, I I thought it sounded like a Margaret song. Yeah, which you know Nelfest. we're on the same page there. Yeah. Um, uh, soulful hip hop very upbeat and fun disco vibes and i like the ukrainian that's that's what i said <laughs> uh, i really like this one um i don't know are we going to see performances or are we voting on do you know? i think there are performances there are i think performances. there will be and i actually think it's happening this week oh my god oh jesus um so i think this was one that like if the performance kills then like it could be a contender. If the performance falls flat, then maybe not so much, but I really did like the song. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Um, for Shepa, I thought it sounded like Cascada, like that era, that vibe, uh, but it is fun. It's a bop. It's just, it's cute. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So the title Supernova automatically made me think of the Latvian contest. Oh, and yeah. I was like, well, this song is so much better than most of what gets sent to Supernova, to be honest. Because um, that, especially like the last couple of years was a really, really weak contest. Yeah, isn't it sad when there's national selections like this, where like, this is the people who didn't qualify um, initially, and like every single one of these songs is better than like some national selections. Like, isn't it sad to look at that perspective where like some national selections are lucky they get one good song? Right. And yeah. Ukraine like always has a million amazing ones. Um, and speaking of amazing girl, uh, Stacia, bitch, this is my favorite. Hey. The the beat and the Ukrainian chanting and the instrumental break is is so cool, but it's also not like anything I've ever heard before. It's hard hitting. It's interesting, dynamic. Like, bitch, this is so fucking good. She looks really cool. Also, like, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I think this was probably one of the best ones, if not the best one. Um, I'm totally obsessed with it. If this one went through, I would be very very happy. Yeah. Uh, Soya, girl, this is my favorite personally, and 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 I was, I had high expectations because I loved her song when she was competing as Asol. Um, I felt like I didn't like the children popping in. I didn't. I mean, I got what the point was and the message, and it was, but it just felt a little creepy, which I think maybe was the point. But I just, I also felt like the lyrics were like really just generic and an obvious songwriting. I don't know. I I thought I loved her other song, Save Save Me or Save It. Not this one, though. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for me, like one way or the other. Like, I just felt really ambivalent about it, which is also not good. Like, I feel like it's better if a mm. song, if it's like the ukulele song. Like, I'd rather have like an active, like distaste for a song than just like, well, like we're basically in one ear and out the other. Like, if there's nothing memorable about the song, then... Yeah. yeah, I agree. And then lastly was Tess 
Lenko. And I felt like his voice reminded me a lot of Victor Vernikos. Like, I really, really loved his voice. Um, and I felt like this song was better than Victor's. <laughs> so, like, in my head, I was thinking, oh, Victor should have taken this song. I mean, not, not taking it like it was an option, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I... It was a little generic, but I actually really liked his voice. I felt like his voice was carrying the actual song. Yeah, he did definitely have a voice like Victor. Although the beginning of the song, whatever the cadence was in his voice or the melody, it reminded me of Arcade. It reminded oh. me specifically of the love in you is a losing mm. game. That was, it, it kind of had that like up and that up and down a sort of, uh, pitch to it and uh so i i didn't like that initially off the bat it just felt mm -hmm. a little bit too it felt a little bit too familiar i'm not saying he copied duncan lawrence i'm just saying that it just felt like it, it, it immediately i was like oh that it just it was yeah. it was not original enough and i thought the song itself just sounded a little bit dated so i wasn't super impressed with this one but i didn't think it was bad either yeah but i gotta say these were some great options and it, it actually hearing these and like putting that realization into my head that oh my god only one of these is going through and we already have most of like we already have 10 songs ready girl vipier's gonna slay this yeah <laughs> it's gonna be so good like i forgot oh my god we got aliona we got like a lot of shit. It's going to be a great year for Vidbeer. I'm, I can already tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? Speaking of dated, as you said, uh, we go to Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't been in the contests for a very long time. So that's why it's dated. Um, so they announced their artists. And they all they did. So we got the artist names. We got some, um, some bios. And I was going to. I was curious about um you know kind of who they were going to selecting because i didn't really know we're gonna like i don't know i, I mean honestly i was surprised when they announced the national selection because mm -hmm. i i really would have thought they would have just picked a french artist and gone with that and that was that but actually all these artists have a connection to luxembourg um maybe they were born there or or whatnot but like they all have a connection to luxembourg which is actually really exciting um a lot of them are artists that really haven't released too much of their own music a lot of them are people who came from like the voice or stuff like you know singing competitions um but some of them do have music some of them are a little more established but they're all pretty new still um so you know, there's not much to say on many of them. I think we will cover them more in depth once we actually get songs. We might have, like, people who maybe know a little bit more about what's going on in Luxembourg and stuff like that come in and, and help talk a little bit more. But there are people that are, um, are interesting maybe to note. Uh, one of them was Edson. So he's that first one in that picture that I have. Um, and he actually does have a lot of music out. And he has like a nice blend of musical genres such as pop, hip hop and electronica. And he's got really like cool, hard hitting lyrics. And he seems to have like a really nice vision and themes and like everything's really like he's an artist. Right. Um, 
he's low-key my based on just the bios and like going and listening to what music people have he is my pick to win because he already seems a little more established as an artist compared to everybody else a lot of these people are just starting out or even it's just their first song but really at the end of the day most of them are amazing singers because they came from a voice competition of some sorts mm-hmm. you know so we for the most part have that confidence um in that and so really all it takes is a good song if you have a great voice um but another one was naomi Aie. uh she is only 15 years old uh she will be 16 by the time of the contest i'm assuming because that those are the rules um <laughs> but she was actually on the voice kids in france the same year as lisandro and zoe Clauser. oh really isn't that insane yeah. So, so maybe she she comes with that. She will also be a winner. But it's it's kind of funny that they went on and won Junior Eurovision, and she's going on to potentially go to Eurovision, which is wild. Um, then you know, honestly, those are the ones that stuck out to me. Uh, the band, uh, one last time. They're like a newly formed band, like within the last year, so they don't really have a lot of music out together. Um. Yeah, most of them don't. Uh, that Angie and Rafa, Rafael, Rafaela, Rafaela, could be Rafaela, um, mixed together. Uh, they're like, they both have solo music, mm-hmm. but they're coming together to be like a little duo for this. But a lot of their music, if they have music out, sound like stuff they just kind of like produce themselves and, you know, and, you know, got together themselves to like lower budget which is perfect, perfectly fine. It's just hard to gauge because I don't think their entries for this are going to be like that. You know, it's hard to like gauge their what what they're going to be bringing off of off of some music that, you know, maybe it's just them strumming a guitar in their room and they decided to put it on Spotify. You know what I mean? But I'm excited. It seems like actually a fun little diverse group, um, especially for Luxembourg to pull together. And it's cool to see that they're going with the national selection, most like, they're all kind of young up and coming artists and I think it's cool that they're they're going in that direction. Yeah, I well I will definitely be watching this contest. Mm. I would will not miss it. Um I have to say though kind of like with the the stage and all the Alexander things when I saw the images that they put out announcing their artists, I was like wait, is this real or is this Eurovision? Like, I don't know if you know what Eurovision is. I don't know if the listeners know what Eurovision is. For those of you that don't, Eurovision is, it isn't Eurovision. It's a fan contest where you sort of like the participants role play as a head of delegation. So like if somebody were to choose Luxembourg and actually somebody does uh, HOD for Luxembourg, um, they would choose a song and come up with a song concept. And a lot of these people uh, who compete in Eurovision, I used to compete, um, they'll have national selections and they'll give you, you know, five or six artists and they'll choose some stock photos or pictures of other artists, real life artists. And they'll kind of make these announcements of like their, you know, quote, national finals. And they, Honestly, sometimes Eurovision announcements looked better than the one that Luxembourg put out, which was why I was like, this is like, 
and low effort Eurovisit entry, but also the type of information that they had on the little title mm-hmm. cards. And I was just looking to see if I could find one and I couldn't, but it would literally say like their occupation. And one of them said like student. One of them was like yeah. accountant. And I was like, well, I mean, what's the 15 year old's occupation called? Yeah, student. Yeah, it was student. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was just like, wow, okay. Like, I had an expectation because of like all I know about Luxembourg is that it's like a a tax haven, that it's like a yeah. a place that like a lot of rich people keep their money. And um, so I was expecting this to be like them to just pay for a really expensive artist to come. Um, or to have some kind of like super wow, like super wow graphics, but like it looks like they made this shit in Canva. They de- yeah, they definitely <laughs> because it's like the little smears of black behind the text, and it's just like aerial font and stuff. I mean, yeah, because I also part of me thought that Luxembourg, like, okay, maybe this is stupid, but I kind of am think like I felt like. Part of me got the vibe that Luxembourg was just like, they could just be coming back from one year, like a little one-off, like, oh, we're back, just a little, you know, moment. That was like where my mind initially went, where it was almost like, the because of the way they announced it, like they announced it at Eurovision last year, you know, I almost thought, oh, maybe that's like the vibe. Like, it's just like, it's a little celebration, like Luxembourg is back. So like, I thought, oh, if that's the case, because that's the where my brain went, they're going to bring something big. Like, they got a nice big French artist they're going to bring, and it's going to be really nice and exciting. But this is cute. Honestly, this makes me feel like, hey, maybe they're like, you know, they're trying to build something from, from the ground up and get yeah. a little national selection going in it. And I'm excited. I mean... Yeah, I appreciate it. I don't mean to ridicule them to say that like they're worse than Eurovisit or anything like that. It was just it was just really surprising to me. I I think it's really cool that they went for a national selection and I really can't mm-hmm. wait to see what they do because I mean maybe like the songs that they chose are actually way better than anyone's expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and these are all definitely like photos that they took in a photo shoot. You know, like they they took these photos okay. for them. They didn't just ask for photos. They're all, you know, so that says something. That yeah. says something. But, you know, more to come on that one uh, when we get songs. But one national selection that we do have songs for, and that is Benidorm Fest. Yes. The one that I'm sure everybody is really here to hear our thoughts on. Um, and I'm excited. Olé. Uh, <laughs> Even Cookie is ready. Cookie jumped up on my lap for people who are only oh listening. God. Yes, but we she, need to know Cookie's favorite. We need to know Cookie's uh, favorite. Cookie's favorite is the same as my favorite. Okay, well, we can't wait to hear that. <laughs> um, so I'm very, I was very, oh, of course, everybody's very excited about Benidorm Fest. They're like one of the best national selections in recent years. And when this came out, before I heard any of the songs, like everybody was being very negative on social media i saw like everybody was like this is horrible none of the songs are good da, 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 da. and so then you know that's what where i went into this national selection because i was even seeing spanish people say that and i was like really so that's that's where we were at but i gotta say just generally before we jump into the actual songs i actually still think it's a really good year um, oh, yeah, I, I guess think... I, I missed the negativity because uh, I I think this year's great. Yeah, 
I agree. Yeah, it was literally like I tweeted out. I was like, um, first of all, a lot of y'all wish your national selections could be this quality. Um, And also, also, lest we not forget that the last two years of Benidorm Fest, the winners were surprising that we did not expect until we live performances Mm -hmm. so like ain't nobody when they heard chanel ain't nobody was thinking chanel was going to come second place in eurovision nobody thought that or third yeah sorry (laughs) i always think she came (laughs) second like um but yeah like ain't nobody was expecting that but then we saw the live performance and so everything can change when we get to that point but um almacor girl this is a great one. Absolute bop. I don't think it's as good as pop tech from him, but it's still one of my faves from him. I like that he went in the more pop direction because his music kind of skews. It could be either more rappy or it could be more pop. And and I'm glad he went more to the like pop tech. That's one of his songs. I'm glad he went more in that direction. Brillos Platino, Brillos Platino. Oh, it's just, it's an absolute earworm earworm it gets stuck in your head it's just catchy and it's so good i'm nervous about this one being performed live i'm really scared this is going to be a fuse of knock the moment um well mm. i mean i think the song is a hit first mm-hmm. of all uh it's really good it it gave me the it gave me the same feeling as nonchantera did last year in the sense that it was like okay i could see this song like really catching on to be like the song of the summer type mm-hmm. of a thing which is totally yeah. what nonchantera was this year i i loved that song um, oh yes oh. so yeah i thought this one was great i was like okay we are mm, off to a good start because mm-hmm. uh yeah this one's really good De- this was one definitely going on the playlist but that's always the case with benendorm fest for me like half the songs will go into my playlist yeah and this year is no different um we also have i don't know if it's angie or angie you know i'm gonna say angie uh to me this was a total throwback to those early 2000s pop rock kind of pop punk vibes and i know that's her era like she's kind of one of those people that was big back then and she's back and i love that it doesn't feel like it's just pulled from like it's inspired by that because that's her vibe and that's her style but but it's still very modern. This is one of my favorites. I feel like it's really, really strong. I feel like she is going to perform the hell out of this because she is like a seasoned performer at this point. Like she's not new. She's been around for like decades. And I just feel like this one, this one could really come alive. It's got like a pop element to it, like pop rock, but then it gets like really more, a little more hardcore and it's got like a cool instrumental moment. Um, yeah, I really love this. This is probably in my top three. Okay, so I see that I don't have any notes on it, and what you're describing yeah. doesn't sound familiar to me at all. So I'm gonna have to look at it. Because um, <laughs> there was a few songs that didn't come up. Um, yeah, this one might be geo-blocked. I think whatever was in the um, playlist I was listening to. Was there were two ones missing from the playlist I was on. Um, this would be the other one then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this sounds good. Get closer to the end. Like, see where it goes. Oh, okay. It's a little bit of like that Megara heaviness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. 
yeah i love i love that one i'm obsessed i didn't expect to be obsessed with it because i did listen to like all her other discography before like when we just had the artist and i didn't like it didn't speak to me this one spoke to me um de la cruz i don't know girl i didn't love this one to me it sounded like when they put those spanish songs in melfest yeah, it totally sounded like a throwaway radio song that you would just hear yeah. and never think about again. Yeah, and I always think these actually will do well in Benidorm Fest, but they they don't um, in the past. I mean, you never know, but like I always anticipate these doing better than I than they end up. Um, Jorge Gonzalez, girl, this was the my heart it beats flamenco <laughs> of this year yeah hot guy <laughs> with just kind of like you know that that just you know traditional span very spanish stereotypical spanish song hot guy a little dance break i mean he's not my type when i say hot i mean that's the archetype he's fitting into yeah i personally i really loved whatever his name was that sung flamenco i still have a crush on him he's still cute but not this one yeah, this song was just too too stereotypical, too predictable, too much like so many other songs that you can hear in the Spanish music market. Um, also, like Caliente, really? Okay. I know. Uh, we have Larica. Girl, this one sounds outdated again. This one is... I think it'll be fun in the club, but again, it's giving me those Melfest, like, you know, when they got those, I don't know what their names are, but those two men, I believe one of them used to be in jail, that goes, he's been in Melfest a few times. <gasps> he was never in jail. I he wasn't? Think, no, I don't think he was in jail. That is so racist. Um, what? Yeah, what is his name? Um, I thought I, I remember hearing that. Did he have the song? He had a song with Alvaro Estrella. Why am I forgetting his name? Because well, maybe I'm thinking of a different person. No, no, no. You're thinking. I, I know exactly who you're thinking of. Uh, he's got face tattoos. Um, <laughs> I, I swear, that's why I think he was in jail. That's why. That's why he's he's Chilean. I'm no, pretty what's, sure. Um, what's his name? Because I really like him. Um, I like him too, but. Listen, the guy who does my hair has is covered in tattoos, and he he's a felon. I don't. There's nothing wrong with being a felon. I think it's kind of hot. He did have a song with Alvaro Estrella. He did. He did because it he it's the song where uh, Alvaro's girlfriend is pregnant. Um. Uh. Oh my God! I hate that I can, I'm not remembering this because like I. Love this guy. Uh, Mendez. Vamos Amigos. That was the the song that I really loved. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that he's a Chilean and he might have like I'm trying to remember what his story was. What it was his story? I know we had something to him. Yeah, Mendez. Uh yeah. Just search. He, he's Chilean Swedish. His father was a political dissident who left Chile um, and they went to Sweden. He did, he joined a gang and was a small time criminal. I knew it! You, okay. How dare you? I knew that was true. 
he had it says he had run-ins with the police and he focused on so i don't think it's like he okay, i don't think I, he went to prison I, it was like he was doing stupid yeah, shit yeah. as a teenager and got i in just trouble. remember that being like hearing about like his story and that like he you know he used to be you know a little more in that scene and then he he started doing music and you know this was like you know and i love him for that i love i love a i love that vibe yeah dj mendez he is cute he's really cute and i i did love vamos amigos with alvaro estrella i know a lot of people don't like alvaro estrella but i don't know he's never bothered me yeah. um so but anyway this uh I think the way you say the fan name would be Larissa because C is like Lerita. a TH. Oh yeah, in, that's true. In Castilian. Um, so I couldn't tell if this song was like nostalgic or outdated. It's kind of like straddling that. Mm. So like, I felt like the kind of alt rock part with the beginning and in the verses that felt a little bit nostalgic. It felt like a throwback. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of like, like simple plan and that kind of like pop punk era mm -hmm. but then it would go into those like more electronic chorus parts and it just felt like very 2016 and yeah yeah not not exciting i think it'll be really fun in like the club mm. but you know i think it'll be fun i think it'll be fun uh we have mantra uh i love this one i this is again like one of my favorites definitely top five for me i just think it's so much fun it makes me happy and i love their voices together i love like the girl and the boys voices together um just a fun little cute spanish song you know whenever i was listening to this i kind of was thinking like oh you know i really love that spain is in this era where like spanish music is getting rewarded again because it's just like fun. We get fun, cute pop songs like this. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I just got a text message from my um, friend in Spain or not my friend in Spain. She's from oh. Spain. She's actually from Valencia or like the area around oh. Valencia, which is not far from Benidorm. Um, I sent her the playlist, actually, <laughs> to check oh. out the songs. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see what my Spanish friend said. She said, yeah, some of them were pretty good. <laughs> uh, I agree. We got to um, know her favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask her right now. We got to get the exclusive favorite. here on the podcast. Who is is your Spanish friend's favorite? She's my ice skating friend, actually, by the way. Um, oh. She's actually going to move back to Spain, so I'm really sad about that. Thank oh, my you. God. Let's, let's, is she looking for a husband? She has one. I know. What? I know. He's cute. I met him. We went ice skating together. Uh, yeah, he's from Argentina. Aw. I know, right? They good met for here. them. Um, so, I love the Argentinian singer, um, Emilia. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, we, we were talking about the astronauta, right? Oh, no, no, no. We were on to Mantra. Mantra. Uh, so I like this one. I thought that it was cute. Uh, I felt like it has the potential to be really boring live because it does mm. seem, it seems like it's going to be one of those things where you have a guy and a girl standing there and the guy is playing a guitar and the girl is just standing there. You think? That's what, that's, that was kind of what I was getting from it. Yeah. Mm. It just seems I like, don't know. I think this will, I think it'd be fun. 
I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right and I'm wrong because it it's a really cute song, but it just seemed like it could very easily fall flat. Because there's three of them in the group too. So they got to incorporate that. Third. Oh, there's three. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's got to come in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up was Maria Palea. And if y'all remember, like we did do a reaction to all the artists. And this was the one I was most excited about because I'm a huge Maria fan. She's one of my favorite artists. She's definitely one of my favorite Spanish artists. I love her so, so, so much. This, I'm disappointed in this. And not because it's a bad song or anything like that, but I'm disappointed because number one, she can do better. Like she has dozens of songs, maybe not dozens. She has maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen songs that are better than this in her discography. And that's makes that makes me sad because I want your Eurovision entry to be your best song ever. Right. Um, and what's even worse is the fact that this is not a new song. This was just off of her already released album. So I've already heard this song before they made this announcement. And she did revamp it for Benidorm Fest. I actually thought her original one was better. Mm. And um, I like aspects of the new one, but there were these like other vocals that are not in this one that I don't know if they didn't include them because of like, but like you could do pre-recorded backing vocals, but I'm wondering if they didn't include them because maybe it makes it easier to like do live without those other vocals of other people. But I'm disappointed. She should have picked uh, Letra Letra Menua. She should she should have picked that one. Um, and I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed. She went with this one like. Even if she picked a song off of her most recent album, there were several ones that were better than this one that she should have picked. I don't know why she picked this one. I think it's beautiful. Like, with that being said, I feel like she still could win Benidorm Fest. I still feel like this one is beautiful. I I, I mean, I love her as an artist. So, like, there's a reason for that. I love all of her music. This is a great song. It, it is the disappointment of it being a song I've already heard before. It also feels, like, unfair. Like, why does she get to do that? You know, so that was surprising for me to hear you say that this was a previously released song because I was under the impression that Benidorm was kind of like UMK and Melfest and many other national selections where you don't get to, nobody hears the songs before they get released. So I did not mm-hmm. realize that you were allowed to take something that had already been out there. I mean, I didn't obviously think we you know could. Eurovision rules, you can, but the national selections have their own set of rules so maybe they just thought maybe they made an exception for her yeah that's what i'm assuming she's such a big artist i'm assuming their their reasoning is oh well it's a different version but it's the same song yeah that's interesting i i I liked it i liked that this song was one of the more artistic ones that we've got Mm -hmm. i felt like it was giving us a little bit of like a blend of like if carmento and blanca paloma had a baby because mm-hmm. they both had that, because I think both of them kind of had flamenco songs. Yeah. Um, so I, and I, I liked that. The reason I'm bringing up both Carmento and Blanca Paloma is because they were the flamenco songs and they also had that very artistic conceptual mm-hmm. element to them where you could tell that this was, this was really, it's not just a pop song. It's like a, an artistic intent. I could, yeah. I could feel that coming from her the same way I did with Carmento and, and Blanca. Um, that being said, though, it 
no, it wasn't my favorite one of the group. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do feel like this song would be a great representative for Spain, though, just in the fact that this is one, like a, a huge respected artist in Spain. And also, again, it is delivering like that Spanish culture and the flamenco. And it's just, it is just, it's so artistic and bring something more than just a cute song like it, it is really beautiful i loved the video for it as well yeah. i thought it was really cool um yeah uh marlena was next again i love this one i thought it was so cute just a great pop song to get me dancing in a, in a good mood and loki this one to me feels like this could be a huge sleigh i don't know like i'm obsessed i i heard it for the first time uh, today, to be honest, when I was listening to all the songs, and I was like, wait a second, I was sleeping on this one, because I've been streaming Brillos Platino. Girl, this one, oh, so good. Yeah, I like this one. I like that it was a little bit edgy, but it was still very much a pop song. Like, it mm -hmm. wasn't, like, experimental or anything. It was just edgy enough. Um, I like that there was a little bit of English mixed in. I thought that was nice. I really liked the part, like, I laughed out loud when she's like, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, like, that's funny. That's funny, That's actually. a different song. Oh, fuck, was it? <laughs> yeah, that's Sophia Cole. Damn it. Okay, so take, <laughs> cut that out and put that over on the other one. Um, okay, This so. is, like, the two two girls that are both brunettes, and they're, like, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> oh shit 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 yes okay no this one was a fucking banger uh yeah i love this one this was one too where i um i had watched everything and listened while i was taking notes and then i put the playlist on again while i was like setting up my computer and lights and putting on my makeup and when this song came back on i was like oh whoa, 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 wait wait which one is this which one is this and mm. then i went and i checked the tv because i was playing it through my tv and i was like oh yeah this one this one okay yes mm, yes Yes. Uh, next up was Miss Caffeina. Bitch, this is so underrated. I have not oh seen God. anybody talking about this one. Girl, this is so good. It's catchy, exciting, dynamic, striking visuals. And I feel like they could do something so cool on stage to me. Like, I knew you would love this one because <laughs> it gave me like Rafaela, like that group. Yes, Bari Brava. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they've maybe, like, done shows together mm -hmm. or something, because they both have that kind of, like, you know, pop rock, a little bit artistic kind of, uh, you know, very strong visual mm -hmm. elements. And, oh, and you know, I, you, you already said you knew that I loved this one. Yeah, I totally yeah. loved it. And I love the the ski masks in the video. And I think mm -hmm. we just need that bitch from Sweden to also win. And we'll get two ski masks on the Oh, my state. God, yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of slay we had miss nebulosa bitch bitch you, first of all uh eight it's uh, it's serving absolute c-u-n-t synths girl <laughs> i'm expecting a slay she ate the video did remind me a lot of bonnie mckee's video easy uh not the song at all but bonnie mckee she's a a big songwriter who like wrote like all of Katy Perry's hits like California mm. Girls and all that shit. She's a huge songwriter, but she's an amazing artist as well. And uh, she did this kind of like, a, it was like 10 years ago. She did this like, she, she in her own music incorporates a lot of like kind of synths and that kind of 80s, you know, vibe. And her video was very similar. 
just like certain clips reminded me of that. Not not like saying it's like a copy or anything. I'm just saying it was that vibe. I mean, to be honest, that's like that that vibe in general, that 80s synth vibe that most people who do that sound kind of go for. Um, but the bitch is eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm going to say this one was my favorite. Um, mm. I love that she's the Spanish Tess Merkel. Because I, mm. I absolutely fucking love Tess Merkel. Yes. I, I just, I loved the attitude and this one was really, this was it for me. I hope it doesn't flop live. That would be really disappointing uh, because the song is really fun. And I just, I also like the idea of like seeing like a mature woman, like having a song that's like about, you know, you know, embracing life and everything, you know, like yeah. I, I don't like to see like, just cause you're a mature woman doesn't mean you have to have a ballad. Like you can also have like uh, an upbeat song. Yeah. She's the Spanish Erica Jane. Who's Erica Jane? She's a housewife that makes music. Oh, okay. Like her famous song, Pat That Puss and stuff like that. That's her vibe. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so next up was Known. Uh, to me, this sounds like a song that I've heard in San Remo, and I don't know which one. I don't know if there's a specific one, but it sounds like stuff I hear in San Remo all the time. Uh, very, like, predictable to me, like stuff, like I've heard this before. Uh, yeah, this one sounds like Christian Contemporary. Christian Contemporary. I was wondering what CC meant. Yeah, it sounds like Christian Contemporary. So my mom listens to a lot of Christian music and it's the type mm. of Christian music where like you're like I'll be riding in the car with her and like the song will sound totally normal until you uh. listen to the lyrics and it's something about like blah blah raise him up and then you're oh, like yeah. wait like why are they saying him so much? And it's like capital H him for jesus oh my and, god uh, and this definitely sounded like something that i would hear on my mom's christian music radio and that's derogatory mm. but sometimes those christian songs hit like i'm not gonna lie whenever i go camping with my boyfriend the uh sometimes we'll just turn on like they have like a little old-timey radio that we turn on and there's barely any radio stations down there but there's a christian one and and but it's like it is like I don't know. I don't know if it's Christian contemporary or whatever, but it's like more modern-y, Christian-y songs. And sometimes we listen to them, listen to them for the memes and laugh mm -hmm. about them. Um, and it's a vibe. Yeah. It takes me to a certain point in my life. Um, so next up we have... Now, how would you say this name? Q... I think it's K. K. Oh, okay. Because Q-U-E is K. Like what? Yeah, that's true. Kike. Kike Niza. Um, I think he is really cute. I actually think he's really, really cute. Um, I don't like the song. I zoned out completely listening to this song. It was like he was doing these like interpretive dances and stuff too. And I was just like, ooh, mm, not for me. Um, but he's really cute. Uh, so I'll add him to the Spanish husband's list. Um, <laughs> so speaking of uh, marriage, uh, Sophia Cole, uh, my queen, I uh, I love her. 
she kind of ate this up and I feel like this is like gay fan service 100%. Like she is, she said, you know what, bitch, I'm friends with, um, oh, what's her name from last year that I did a look for with pink hair. Racky Ripper. Yes. She's like, I'm friends with Racky Ripper. She gave the gays, she, she fed the gays last year. I'm going to feed the gays yeah. this year. That's what I got for me. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get murdered for this. I don't love this. I'm not going to lie. And I know everybody, I know she's top of the odds. I know it's the most viewed right now. I know like literally everybody is swearing this needs to win. Song alone. I'm not vibing with it. It's too, it's not, it doesn't give me, okay. I don't know how to say this without sounding bad. Cause I do really like it. I feel like it'll be a really cool moment live. It doesn't feel like a song to me. It feels like a moment. You know, mm -hmm. it feels like because like that whole talking moment, I feel like comes out really too early. And it also. I don't know, it's kind of cheesy, like. Yeah, a little bit. But so I felt like the song itself was a little bit cheesy. It was really giving me Eurovision 2007. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is when Vampires Are Alive was in Eurovision. So that's not that's a bad true. thing. That's um, true. Because it is, it's just like a little bit, it's a little bit cheesy, a little bit corny, a little bit, like you said, you know, kind of like feeding you fan service, giving you the, the elements of a song that you like, like that whole, like for those of you who don't speak Spanish moment, it was very much like, that's like the, that's like the, the, the special moment in the show, you know, where she yeah. gets to look at the camera and connect to the audience kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really liked it. Um, but I guess I didn't, I didn't realize people were saying that it should win. I, I don't think that it gave me that, um, yeah, impression. it's, it's literally top of the odds right now. Like everybody loves it. And I do love it. I love her. I think here's the issue with me. And this is what I even said in my reaction to the artist. Like, I really love her and I want to love the songs and they're not speaking to me personally. But I just, I feel like it's going to be such a moment. Like, I do really, I also have seen videos of her live, and she's such a good live performer, like mm. dancing and singing and doing all this crazy choreo. And so with that information, I do feel like live, this is going to slay. Because she can perform, and she can dance, and she can sing. And so I feel like it's going to be a real moment. I just think it's missing that catchy, like, song aspect to it where I'm going to like replay it over and over. You know, sometimes when there's songs that are like, oh, this is good for a performance. This is good for a moment. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to love it, but I'm not going to go stream it a bunch. Uh-huh. That's what I get from this song. Um, And I was trying, guys, and I'll just say this to the Spanish people watching and listening. Uh, I did try to do uh, an inspired look from her. Okay, guys, it failed. But no, Aww. I tried. No, I tried. If you're watching on the Patreon at this point, I'm holding up a fabric. Here's my proof. I got a fabric that's supposed to be reminiscent of her look. Hers is latex, and it's like definitely like a custom poured latex. And her, but it's like blues and purples and reds. So the next best thing I could find was like an iridescent fabric. It's very pretty. Um, it's too transparent is the issue. Because um, like one layer would just be like that. Yeah, it's like nothing. You can barely you even like, see the color. 
yeah, you need like layers and layers. And then that's really cool. But it just wasn't working. But no, I tried. No, I tried to serve <laughs> your queen. Um, but I don't think a Benidorm Fest look is in the cards at the moment. Unfortunately. Oh, OK. Sad news. But when I get the visuals of the performance, maybe if we get the official artist, then one will come. Mm -hmm. uh, but not at the moment, unfortunately. Um, uh, I think we missed one that Roger Padros L. Kemp's. Mm. Oh, yes. Sorry. So uh, Roger Padros. I mean, honestly, us missing it makes sense because it did nothing for me. But for some reason, I feel like Spanish people are going to love it. It's a cute little emotional ballad. And I will say there's not a lot of them in this. Yeah. So, so it will stand out. So that's why I feel like the people who love that genre, like they're not going to really have many other options to vote for. So. True. Yeah, I, I hated the piano line at the beginning. It just like kept repeating and repeating. And I was like, oh, my God. OK. Uh, yeah, we got it. Um, it sounds so derivative. It's just like a copy of a copy of a copy to the point where I can't even tell you what other song it sounds like because it sounds like so many other songs. Um, yeah. yeah, the originality on this one just was not there. Yeah. St. Pedro. Actually, speaking of original, I thought this one was really unique and cool. Uh, the instrumental, it reminded me of like a song I would maybe hear in a soundtrack of like a Studio Ghibli movie mm. is yeah. how I like saw it. Um, and maybe it was also the visuals of the music video like gave me just like really cute vibes. Um, I didn't like it with that being said. Yeah, I almost fell asleep during this one. Yeah. It it's was like, just way too, um, it's just like, <laughs> there's just nothing there to like hold on to. Yeah, it doesn't take me on a journey in a way that like holds my attention but i it was cute if i can get the instrumental maybe i'll, I'll use it in the background of my videos <laughs> yeah. um and then uh last up we had yoli sa i i don't think i said that right i'm sure i think two A's it's, together it's, the y is also an e sound eoli maybe eoli i don't know um I want to learn Spanish because I really am. I want to find a Spanish husband. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard because pretty much everyone there is is hot. So I just need one man. Yeah. <laughs> I just need one man. Um, anyways, I fucking love this. This is in my top three. I think it is so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. It's emotional, but it's not boring. It keeps me like hooked the entire time, takes me on a journey. It feels so magical to me. Like I was listening to it when I was walking home tonight and it was just like, I just had a, I just had a moment. Um, I just think it's really, really beautiful. And I'm excited to see this live also because I don't know why I have no reason based on any research or anything that she's going to be amazing live but I just feel like she's going to deliver this yeah uh I liked this one I like that it was very artistic I thought it sounded really contemporary it didn't sound like dated or nostalgic or or anything it sounded also very original it was beautiful and it also sounded like mature and emotional and like I don't know what she was singing about, but I, I felt like whatever she was singing about meant something. Mm -hmm. And um, I did feel like there was something missing in the song. 
um, I don't know exactly what it was, but I have a hope that um, when she does do it live, that maybe she'll bring out like a power vocal or something mm -hmm. to just like elevate it just a little bit to really mm -hmm. give us like a wow moment. I felt like it didn't have a wow moment. The whole song was kind of like, oh, this is really gorgeous, but it just needs like a little extra punch. And that punch is something that you can do vocally in a live performance. Um, so I hope that she'll pull that off. Yeah. I love this. Um, so, okay, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Oh, no. Top three. Okay, well, my top, what my one is definitely the Nebulosa. Mm. And then probably, I would say, uh, the Blah 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 song. Ooh. I really liked that one. Mm. And then I think, you know, I, I think maybe that, that last one that we were talking about. Really? Was, yeah, just because it was, like you had also mentioned, there wasn't a lot of down-tempo songs here. And there mm. were a few that they were so boring. Whereas this one was a little bit uh, more of like a slower tempo, but it wasn't boring at all. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, maybe this one would be my third place sneak what about you okay um i'm not decided on a winner yet Rich, are you make me pick a top three i you said that you can't no, even no, no. Your top, top three wait 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 i didn't say that i just said i can't decide on a winner i okay. have a top three okay. um, <laughs> but it's definitely uh almacor is definitely up there uh the last one uh from she who we cannot pronounce uh we'll figure it out though um her and then mm, like i'm stuck between marlena and a a angie or angie or whatever i'm stuck between them two i i'm leaning more towards marlena though but that's my top three I also like the Marlena one. That one was also really good. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to choose a top three because there's a yeah. lot of really good ones in this selection. Yeah, and I think actually what makes this exciting is that there's not a clear winner right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, so I really do feel like, oh, we, like, I can't wait to see the live performances because that's really going to affect how I view the rest of these. Um, and one other person I want to talk about really quickly is his name is uh, Brune Romeo. Bitch, I don't know. He's a fucking genius when it comes to marketing because this man is not in Benidorm Fest, right? But bitch, if you search Benidorm Fest playlist on Spotify, you gonna get a Benidorm Fest playlist that has his songs in it. And wow. so I was sitting there listening to his to the Benidorm Fest and I heard his song and I thought, oh, Wait, why everybody say this was a bad year? This is amazing. Bitch, come to find out. It's it's it, it's not even in Benidorm Fest. But I found out that he did try out for Benidorm Fest with his song Diferente and so fucking good. It should have made it through. The only reasoning wow. I think it, it maybe wouldn't have is because he really utilizes like auto-tune. And I'm wondering if they're just trying to avoid that. Um mm, maybe. Because they but, already had that whole thing with uh, with your girl. 
with Luna Key, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking good, and he's so gay and like unabashedly gay, and he's fucking hot. And he followed me back on Instagram today after I followed him. Marry him. Well, that's what I'm saying, bitch. Um, but literally his one song only has 4,000 views on YouTube, bitch. It's so good. It literally, the one I thought was in this, and I was like, oh, this is my winner. 4,000 views on YouTube. Hmm. Um, but just go stream him. Give him some support since he didn't make it oh, through. I'd do more than stream him. Girl, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. I know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a type. You could really start to see it when you think of like, oh, okay, Neil Amon Smith, Brune Romeo. Like, I do like that like dark hair, tanner skin kind of vibe. That could be a lot of people. Um, so speaking of my type, we have some let three news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Honestly, my type too, really. Let's let three guys. I, I don't know. I've always loved punk. So we did have the artists announced for Croatia as well. Uh, there were 24 artists like officially announced to be competing in their national selection. Most of these names are not familiar names and we don't for me um, and we don't have the songs to listen to yet. So we're really just basing things off of the artist. So there's not too much exciting stuff to talk about right now, but we do have some returnees that we like Eurovision returnees that we should be familiar with, which is let three. Um, and also Demir from Eurovision 2020. So he of course wasn't able to go to Eurovision. So he's back. He's returned and we'll see if he goes, I will say in regards to him, bitch didn't like the song one bit. So, and his song last year wasn't anything special, as I recall. Oh, he was in it last year. I'm pretty sure he was. He had some outfit that was, like, very tattered and derelict. Mm. I did not follow it last year, so I really... Um, I only knew a few songs. I knew that one that was like a disaster, that girl group. Remember that one? Yeah. And in Let Three. And honestly, Let Three is all I needed. Like, I love him. Or I love them. So um, uh, there is some weird drama about Let Three competing. So it's it's kind of like goofy and confusing. Um, it's not. I don't think it's actually confusing. Well, you I just think, described Let Three goofy and confusing. Well, that's the thing. I think if you don't get Let Three, then it's confusing. I think if you get them then it's not. So whenever they were announced, they made a post on Instagram, uh, basically <laughs> basically saying the song uh, Babaroga, which is their entry, does not exist. How can we compete with a non-existent song? Honestly, we didn't register for Dora 2024. Someone must have hacked us. Even if I wanted to join again, my wife wouldn't let me, is what they said. Um, and so uh, there's, you know, uh, there were rumors that they returned with um, a protest song. And I think based on that post, things may like I, I to me, that's a teaser to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are taking that seriously as though they're like, yeah, 
I it there it's clearly going to be a commentary on something um not existing so you know that kind of that message that they're trying to send and I'm fucking excited bitch I'm excited yeah, me too <laughs> honestly if there were ever a time for let three to like you know come back to the contest you know what honestly this year's a good year um I'm I just I love them so much last year and and we don't know the songs so who's to know but I just feel like you know what they gave Croatia one of their best results in recent years 11th place that's fucking crazy um you know hey bring them back they were a good time uh you know I love let three and I love when the haters of fun are pissed off so (laughs) so I support yeah and the best thing is when the haters of fun fully get completely proven wrong because yeah. they got such an amazing result, like such a good result that it's like, bitch, you can't even hate. Like they did the damn thing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Uh, one interesting thing is that HRT uh, also, which every time I say HRT I just know. makes me laugh because I just like, of course, HRT means at least in America, hormone replacement therapy. And so <laughs> it's just really funny that their network is called HRT of all things. Um, and I was I was on HRT um, in my Let Three cosplay, which was very exciting. Awesome. And um, I, I, of course, they had their website was like, you know, blocked from screen recording. So I don't have the clip. Oh. Um, I wish I had the fucking clip because like how fucking iconic to be on the network being interviewed about the artists dressed as the artists. You needed to record it like with your phone on the computer screen. I know, but I just didn't because I was watching on my phone. So I couldn't. Oh, I understand. Okay. Um, But so if anybody can find that clip, hey, it's going to be impossible. But if you can, especially being a drag queen, I think it's so cool to be on 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 HRT. But I posted that I was on HRT and everybody was like, what do you mean by that? Well, I remember um, one time uh, it it was uh, in whatever year with TikTok song. Mm-hmm. Um, they there was a post and it said like so and so was on HRT, and I was like I was like wait oh my god like she's trans like wait really, and then I realized like oh that's the network because Croatia is Hrvatska H R, mm. not C R. Uh, I love Croatia, actually. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Yeah. It's gorgeous, oh, yeah. I've always wanted to go so bad. Like, it just, it does look beautiful. I feel like, oh, my friend, actually, she invited me to go with her on a trip because she was going to Croatia. And I was in Europe. I believe it was between when I, I don't know why in my head I said betwixt. <laughs> <laughs> so I started laughing. It was it was like it was actually a time I could have gone. Um, but it's just I was going everywhere. There was no reason yeah. to it was too much. But anyways, they have they said they uh selected four reserve songs should any of the other acts withdraw. Um there's one named Baby Lasagna with the song Rim Tim Taggy Dim. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear this. Um, yeah, I want to know why they didn't make it through because honestly, I don't need to hear the song or the like, whatever that that tells me enough that they should have been through. But I'm also like, 
girl, there's 24 songs and Croatia is not known for like super high quality. So girl, if someone withdraws, they can, they can do without. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why do we have, and I feel bad for those people. Cause like, damn, you didn't make it through. Like, but you're still being held on. Like you might. Yeah. I, that is really weird to me. You would think maybe they would like, maybe they would tell the artists like, okay, yeah. like, you're, you know, you're marginal. Like we, cause they do that with like drag race and stuff too, yeah. where you'll have like reserves. Um, but like to publicize that, like you just barely made the cut. It seems a little bit weird. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm truly excited about let three being back. I think that this yeah. is going to be exciting and I want them back. They are so sweet. So nice. So fun. So cool. I need them. I need my support system to wave me down on the streets of the host city um, while I'm in full drag. Um, So next up, we have Lithuania. So their artists were also announced. So I do have a link in here that you can click on because I did not list all the artists in this document because there are 40 artists. So there's just too much, right? Um, too much for me to do background on every single person. Yeah. We don't have the songs, of course. So we just have the artists. So there are some ones that stand out. I am wearing merch of yeah, one I of love the artists. that. Um, so the big name is the Roop is back. So of course the Roop uh was in Eurovision 2020, got canceled. They competed again in the national selection and won and went to Eurovision in 2021 with their song Discotech. Uh, people have a really fascination with the Roop. Uh, like they swear the Roop is gonna, if anybody can win Eurovision, it's the Roop for Lithuania. Um, so I think that they are, of course, a big contender again. Um, I sit here in their merch. I'm not a big fan of the Roop. <laughs> Um, but I think they are fun. I just, I do feel like Lithuania has some really good songs and I don't always feel like they have the the best songs in their selections. Um, this t-shirt is a children's shirt. Um, it was their best merch when they came out with merch, but they only had it in chill. Like it was only like a toddler shirt. So I bought the biggest size and it literally fits me perfectly. Like it, it does fit you really it, well. It, it fits me perfectly. It hits me at just the right spot. Like, it's so, it's actually a really cute, like, well-fitting shirt. But it's cute. It's got, like, the silhouette of their, I don't know. I like the shirt. That's why I bought it. Um, So they're back. What are your thoughts on the Roop? I like the Roop. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Roop. I, I don't understand they're... why people hate them. You don't? I don't understand. Like, I'm always surprised when I see people, like, being, like, so mean about the room. Same with, like, when people are mean about ticks. I'm like, why? Mm. Like, they're, mm. like, the nicest people. Like, if you were mean to their face, they would not be mean back to you. Yeah, that's true. They did come for Brooke Skullion. Well, yeah, that whole thing was a little bit, that was a little bit weird. But that was. <laughs> they came for my my Irish sister. <laughs> yeah. That was a misunderstanding. Well, but then they were, it was explained to them and then they blamed her. Yeah. Well, for people who don't know, it was like she performed at a club that's called like Red Square or Kremlin or something. So it was very Russia oriented. And of course, Russia had just invaded Ukraine. So like, yeah, you know, probably if Brooke had a 
really good PR team through a record label, they would have told her like, eh, don't do that gig, honestly. But that's not, that wasn't the situation. And Lithuanians aren't like lovers of Russia, really. No. So. No. Yeah, I don't hate them. I just, no, I'm not obsessed with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the bald thing. What, that you don't like that he's bald? Yeah, I don't really like bald people. Interesting. Well, I don't want to say that. I just, um, I had a teacher that I really didn't like that was bald. And I think all bald people, if they're the same skin tone, tend to look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. So he reminds me of that science teacher. Interesting. Um, but that's fine. I, I like them. I actually, I'm excited to like potentially like, I've never experienced them at a live Eurovision, right? So like, I think they would be really fun to interview and stuff like that. Oh, and actually, okay. I said that, but I do actually think the lead singer is kind of attractive. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because now I just remember he always posts thirst traps and, yes! and I definitely like, still follow him because I do enjoy those. He like does yoga in his underwear. Yeah. I'm a I, I'm such a hypocrite. Like sometimes I lie for no reason. Like I <laughs> sometimes I lie and I'm like like that's such a lie. Um well two things can be true at once. You can be thirsting when he's posting a thirst strap, but then also be like, oh, he reminds me of that teacher I didn't like. Yeah, well, because now I'm looking at his face right here and I'm like, well, he is pretty cute. Yeah, I think it seems like Dotas. I, well, we stan him. Yeah. Uh, well, the other familiar name that um, went to Eurovision one was Andreas Poyavis. Yeah, Poyavis maybe. Yeah. Um, so he went to Eurovision in 2013. So he's a big he's a big fan of Malma, clearly, um, with his song Something. Um, and he's okay. His the name of his his song for this year is called Sing Me a Hug. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I recall his song from 2013 making no sense, too. Um, I think he's going to be a fun little meme. Mm. Um, I don't anticipate him winning again. I don't think he's in that. I don't think Lithuania is making those wrong decisions these days. Um, uh, another familiar name is uh, Vilia with her song Save Me this year, but she went to Eurovision in 2014 with her song Attention. Do you remember this song? Mm -mm. It was weird. It was different. You might like it. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was weird. It didn't qualify. It didn't do well. It was an experience, certainly. Gotcha. I did not like it. But I don't know what she would be bringing. I mean, this is 10 years later, so who knows? Uh, then some names from the selection that I really have loved their entries in the past is Baltos Varnos. So this is like, I believe they're twin sisters, twin blonde sisters with like this curly hair. Um, I, I, uh, I, the name was like Namu Daishin or something like that. I don't know. It was a, such a fucking good song. It was one of my favorites. I remember it was my winner for a really long time back when they were they were in Lithuania's national selection. And also, finally, oh, she's back, Monica Maria. I'm excited. I'm excited about Monica Maria being back. She is. 
the famous person who brought two songs in one year. Um, girl. I've been mentioning her yeah. a lot uh, l- lately, and I'm glad she's back. I love her. She's never had a song I didn't like. Um, and I will say, y'all bitches, back when she had two songs, this is my moment to say this. Everybody was mad that she chose Light On over Criminal. And I felt like I was the only one out here that was a Light On stan. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs, like, ever in the national selection history. It'd probably be in my top ten if I picked some, because I just love it so much. And um, I just realized we did, like, a ranking of that, and I definitely didn't include her. But... (laughs) I just love it so much. I've always wanted to perform it. Um, her song, The Truth, she was dressed up like a cockroach on the top of a mountain. I know that wasn't her vision, but it was mine. Criminal, she had this big-ass spiderweb hair that I've always wanted to recreate. But she's never been in Eurovision since I've done... Um, she hasn't been in the national selection since I've done Inspired Looks. Mm. And I'm hoping she brings some crazy shit, because I would love... That spiderweb hair... I still, I need to recreate that. It's iconic. Um, So I don't know if you see any other familiar names in that list, but those are the ones that really stuck out to me that I'm excited about. Yeah, nothing else really stood out to me there. Um, But I had never been like super into the Lithuanian selection. Really? Yeah. I would think you would like it. I mean, like I'll watch the I'll watch the finals. Like last year, I was really rooting for Rudimer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm a I'm a Lithuania stand when it comes to their national selection. I usually um, watch listen to all the songs. There are definitely some familiar names like Iste, um, the one with the e with the dash on it, not the one that's like spelled out how you say it, because um, there's two ice days, but like different spellings. There's definitely names in here that are familiar, but not ones that I, I've loved their music in the past. Um, but I'm excited. I, I honestly, I love Lithuania's national selection. I do think it needs to be shaved down, though. 40 mm-hmm. songs is a lot. It's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. And I will check all of them out once they're out, but... Po- I was hoping Paula... Urbana was just the pop, like her name was Paula, like she just goes by Paula, because she needs to return! Guys, when I tell you, this woman, her music right now, she's been in um, their selection maybe twice. She did her song, one, two, three, just like a symphony. The beat of your heart is haunting me. And uh, let it go, or not let it go, let you go. I will never let you go. I wish they could see your dancing. Hey, hey. Well, if you're a patron, you can yeah. see my dancing. Um, yeah, love her. And her music is so fucking good. Like, I swear, if she returns with the type of music she's doing right now, like, I feel like she's one of ours. She's really found her vision and her voice and, like, what who she is. Because a lot of her other stuff does sound like, you know, other shit. Now she really has, like, this really cool, dark, like, intense pop mm. that she's doing. And it's so fucking good. I need her to return. Need. It's a. It's not a one. A need. She's the one that got blown up by the chair. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I need her back. Send a letter to Santa. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Queen. Um. So, that's 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 this week. Honestly, we kind of we we went through that. We went through, and what's crazy is 
fix started today. A bunch of other shit has happened. So like already, like we're about to go right back into the ringer again for next week, you guys. Uh, and I it's know. even going to be Christmas too. I think by the time we record next fic, we'll have a winner. So we'll have another Eurovision song. And that's true. Fickmas is happening. Fickmas and is happening. Yeah. So everybody put on their their red and white coats, because we know those artists are freezing out there in those sub-zero yeah. temperatures um, in Albania. I'm excited. The season's really racking up. And okay, this is what I'll say. Is it's it's interesting how um we're getting so much stuff so much earlier. We used to not have shit before the next year. It was, I remember last year being like, wow, I can't believe we have two songs before it's the new year already. Uh, and I was, I was thinking about this recently that in previous years, I had always been like, geez, I wish there would be more pacing. I wish songs would be released, you know, more staggered so that everything wasn't just super Tuesday or super Saturdays, you know, with six national finals on one day. But then I realized that like, actually, because of the way the off season is, when they're staggered like this, it just gives people more time to bitch and nitpick on Twitter. Mm. Um, so it's like, you know, whereas if you had six contests happening at once all the time, like it's just too much for everybody to be paying attention to. But now it's like, well, you have a full week to where that's the only thing that's happening. And you can just drag up pictures from people's Instagram from 548 weeks ago. Like, it's like that people have a little bit too much time on their hands. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, I like that we're like easing into it and things are kind of picking up the pace a little bit more, but also it's kind of like, I almost like it when it kind of just washes over you and then passes by instead of kind of like sticking around for as long as it does. Yeah, I get that. I do. I, I, I'm loving how spread out this is so far. I think that we need to continue this. That's my, my opinion um, because it's just overwhelming. And I think, I think especially for internals, girl, get that internal out before national selections start going crazy. Yeah. Because then everybody's paying attention to the national selections and stuff. Like, I think it is smart to get your internal selections out a little bit earlier. Um, and even just the artist announcements and stuff. I've been loving the, I've been loving the pacing so far. Um, because it, when I think about it, it's like, oh, my God, like how compacted shit just gets thrown at you in like a two month span. It's like too much. Well, and you're so right about the internals because also the internals, they can plan that for any time. They already know when everyone else is going to be busy with their other, with the other contests. Like they can be strategic about it mm -hmm. and they should be strategic about it. Um, although the, you know, the thing is, is I feel like um reacting at least for me is like a little bit harder now with things more spread out because I actually have the time to check out all of these pre-selections whereas mm. before maybe it would be like well if there's six national finals happening on one day like there's too much at once I'm just going to completely ignore a few and then I can react to those videos mm. but now it's kind of like oh well that's the thing that's happening this week so I feel like I can't wait mm. um that's so, fair. I I like see that's the positive for me. <laughs> but yeah, I I just want some of these national selections to like release their songs. I feel like we have a lot of names and shit. Like names of songs and artists competing. Can we just can we get some more songs? That's my opinion. Um 
but yeah so yeah guys that is uh episode 17 of the joint slay podcast and that is this week in eurovision news which is really really exciting next week we will have a a Eurovision song. We know that for sure. We will have a Eurovision song next week, which is very exciting. So there's a lot to look forward to. Um, as usual, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure if you like the video to like, comment, and uh, subscribe to my channel. I'm Maxi Rainbow, and I am Renata from the eSpot. Yes, and also consider supporting us over on Patreon, supporting our journey uh, to national selection season, possibly mine to Eurovision and that sort of thing on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash joint slate podcast. And if you subscribe over there, you get a little shout out at the beginning of the episode, as well as the full length video episode ad free and some Patreon exclusive stuff over there. And yeah, guys, my name is Max Rainbow. And I am Renata, and if you made it to the end of the episode, why don't you drop us a peace sign emoji, since that's kind of the picture that we've got on Maxi's shirt here. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think they have this emoji. They don't have that, that emoji, but they do have a peace sign, so drop a peace yes. sign. Peace and drop love to everybody sign. at Christmas. Peace and love. Yes. Happy holidays to everyone. Hope you have a, a great time with your family and stuff like that. And we will see or or not with your family, with yourself, because because for some of us, that's preferred. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> that's okay. <sighs> yes. And we will see y'all next week. Goodbye.